We begin at the beginning of Daftar Zayin, the Mishnah. Zokta Mishnah Ba'arba Prokim O'Elam Nidin. There are four time periods that the world is judged. Bepesach Alatvua. In Pesach, the world is judged for the grain of the year. Batseres Alperesi Yilon. In Shvu'a's time, for the trees. Berashashana, on Rosh Hashanah, Kol Boy O'Elam, all of the people in the world, Oivrin Lufanov Kivnei Merain. Pass in front of Hashem, Kivnei Merain, which is a term that the Gemara will later explain, as we'll see. Shenemar, it says, Hayyitzer Yachad Libam, Hashem creates the hearts of people, Hamevin Okol Maseyem, and He understands all of their deeds. So this is the judgment of Rosh Hashanah. And on Sukkis, uh, the world is judged on the water. When it says that Pesach were being judged for the grain, which Tvua does this refer to? If you're going to say the that it refers to the grain, the Tvua that's there in the field, at the end of the winter, when you come to Pesach, the Tvua is almost fully ripe. And this is the Tvua that's there in the field at that point. And that's what's being judged then. But how could it be? Kolhani harpatki the odu Allah. All the other occurrences that already passed through the winter on this Tvua that's already almost fully grown, Amos Itzen. When was it judged? If you're saying that it's only being judged now when it's almost fully ripe, so then most of the occurrences already passed. So Ella, so what does this mean? Tvua de Mizdara. On Pesach, you're being judged on the Tvua that you're going to plant in the next season. In other words, on Pesach, they wish to judge regarding the Tvua that's going to be planted in the future Chaydesh Cheshven, which is the time of planting uh, the Tvua. Okay, so that's uh, the conclusion. That's what we must say, because that comes after Pesach. And it's judging, uh, it's judging all the Tvua from then. So shall we say, that Pesach, there's one time in Pesach for the judgment of the Tvua, and everything that happens for the Tvua, from the time that it's planted in Cheshvin time, until when you reap it in usually a Nisan time, it's all one judgment that's judged on Pesach. Is that true? But Vatanya, we learned in Abraise, Tvua Shi'ira Ba Keri. A Tvua that had something, the bad incident that happened to it. Rashi says, let's say, hail or a hurricane. Taisus says the word Keri is Meloshen Mikre, some kind of an incident that happened. Or Taisus says, Loshen Kaishi, something bad that happened to it. Or some kind of Aynas, something happened to it. So, Pesach. if this is something that occurred to the Tvua before Pesach, that means that it was already judged from the previous Pesach. But if it happens to the Tvua after Pesach, so then that means that it was being judged from the Pesach just now, going on the future that it just happened now. Similar, the Gemara says, Adam a person that has something bad that happens to him, or some kind of ayinus that happens to him. So, if it was before Yom Kippur, so then this is something that he was already judged the previous year, Yom Kippur. If it's something that happens to him after Yom Kippur, so that means that he was judged for this by this Yom Kippur that just passed. So, what do we see over here regarding the Tvur? That when it comes to the Tvua, it's not all judged in one Pesach, because it depends. I mean, the Tvua that was planted in Cheshvin, so that part of the time of the Tvua from Cheshvin till Nisan follows the previous Pesach. But if you don't reap the Tvua until after the following Pesach, so what's going to happen to the Tvua after the following Pesach, it's judged the following Pesach. So it means really that every Pesach is judging two things. 
on the tvua for the future year that you're going to plant. And also for the tvua that's still attached to the ground, what's going to happen to it at this time. So the Gemara Taka concludes, So from here we see, That when it comes Pesach time, and we said that it's the judgment for the tvua, there are two judgments. There's the judgment for the tvua that you're going to plant in Cheshvin. And then there's also a judgment for those tvua that's still attached to the ground, what's going to happen in that time period until it's going to be reaped. Omar Abaye says, Hilkach, therefore, Kichazi Inish, when a person sees the Mitzlach Zara Aflo, that that, uh, that grain that he planted early on in the season, in Cheshvan time, Rashi says, there are certain tvuas that grow slow. Aflo means it, it uh, grows, you have to plant it earlier on, it doesn't grow very quickly. So Rashi says, this is the wheat and the spelt. So they have to be planted in Cheshvan time. So if you see that those that you planted earlier in the season, that it's, it's being successful, everything is going good with it, it's growing well. So you know that the judgment of last Pesach was favorably. So therefore, Likdem Velizra Charfa, you should also go ahead and plant earlier on those Tvue. Rashi says this is the barley and things like that that usually are planted later on in the, in the winter. They're planted, let's say, Shvat time or later on in the winter because they grow quicker. But now that you see that the, previ- the judgment of the previous Pesach was good, because you see the effect of that food that you planted early, so those that you usually plant later on in the season, and it might go into Nisan and after the following Pesach, and the judgment of the following Pesach, you don't know what it's going to be like, so now you should plant earlier this food that's later in the season, the Ad, the Mati, the Kodim, Salik. So before it comes to next Pesach, and it's going to be judged again, it's already ripe and you already cut it from the ground. Because like we said, there are two different judgments, so therefore if you see the judgment of the previous Pesach is good, so you should chaparain and use, utilize the, the bracha of that judgment. Now the Gemara goes back to the whole Mishnah here, and it said these four time periods when the world is judged, and the Gemara says, Mani Masnisen, who is the Tan of our Mishnah? There are four different Tanoim that talk about the time of judgment, and our Mishnah doesn't seem to follow any of these opinions. Tanya, we learned in Hakoel Everybody is judged, everything, and everybody is judged in Rosh Hashanah. And the time when the decree is actually given out, Nechtam, it's sealed, Kippurim. Ayem Kippur. Divrei Rab Meir, that's Rab Meir's opinion. Rab Meir doesn't make any of these distinctions regarding different time periods of the year. Everything is judged on Rosh Hashanah. And it's sealed in Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yudai, Rabbi Yudai says, Hakel nidainen b'Rashashana. Everything is judged on Rashashana. Gzardin shalahem nechtam. But then the the sealing of this gzardin. So here, the, the, as far as the gzardin is concerned, there are different time periods. Kolechad vechad bismane. Everything in their time period, similar to what it said in our Mishnah. The Pesach alatvue and Pesach the grain. But Tzeres al Peres Eilon. In Shvuos it's with the trees. B'chag b'chag nidainen alamayim. And in Sukkis, it's the judgment, or some take out Nidainim, because we're talking over here about the actual sealing of the judgment. So that's on the water for, for uh, Sukkis. And V'odom, Nidin Hashana, the judgment of a person is in Rosh Hashanah. And the, sealment, the sealing of his judgment is in Yom Kippur. So Rabbi Yehuda actually seems to be very close to our Mishnah, but it's not exactly what it said in our Mishnah, because in our Mishnah it said that in these four time periods, that's the time of judgment. Rav Yudah is saying that this is the time when the judgment is being sealed, not the time of the judgment itself. Rav Yudah says, A person is being judged every single day. 
Shanama, the Pasik says, the Ebishter takes a checks into what the person is doing every single morning. Rab Nasan says, Adam Nidin Bakhosha, a person is being judged every single hour. Shanama the Pasik says, Litagoyim Tifchanenu. That the Abishta comes and inspects a person's actions, Litagoyim, all the time, every moment. So these these last two opinions also doesn't follow our mission, which says that a person is judged only on a Shashana. So the Gemara now explains that really the opinion of a Mishnah is like the closest opinion to the Mishnah, which is Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara, Vechitayme. Now, if you're going to say Laelam Rabbi Yehuda, that our Mishnah really follows Rabbi Yehuda, and Vechiketani Masnisin Agzardin, when it says in the Mishnah regarding Nidainin, even though it uses the term Nidain, the judgment, but nevertheless our Mishnah means the Gzardin, the time of sealing of the judgment, and that's why, like Rabbi Yehuda, there are four time periods when there's, there's the sealing of the judgment. But the Gemara says it works, but the problem is Ihachi Kashi Adam. But if so, the question is going to be regarding the human being. When it comes to the human being, if when it says in our Mishnah Nidain, Nidain means the Gzardin, which is the sealing of the judgment, what did it say in our Mishnah? When is the sealing of the judgment of a human being? Shoshana. That doesn't fit with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that the sealing of the judgment is on Yom Kippur. So it can't go like any of these four opinions. The Tan of our Mishnah is like what was learned by Rabbi Shmol. The Tan of the Beit Rabbi Shmol, by Rabbi Shmol, it was learned by Abba, Prakim Ayelim Nidin, the world is judged in four time periods. The Pesach Alatvue, Batzeres Alperesilon, the Chag Nidin Alamayim, and the Adam Nidin Bereshashonik Zardin Shalay Nechtem Yemekipurim. So this Tana by, by, by Rabbi Shmol says exactly like it said in our Mishnah. And then according to this, in our Mishnah, when it speaks about judgment, it's speaking about the beginning of judgment, not the sealing of the judgment. The sealing of the judgment is by a person on Yom Kippur. What's the reason for Rabbi Yaisi that a person is judged every day? So the Gemara says, what do you mean, what's the reason? Like he says the reason, that it says in the Pasuk, that David should check a person every single day, every single morning. So what was his question? So the Gemara says, Anan rinan. The question he meant to ask was as follows. My time Why does Rabbi Yaisi not say like Rabbi Nassim? If he darshans v'atifkadenu l'abekarim, so in that very same Pasuk it says, the continuation, l'rigayim tifchananu, that the Ebishter inspects a person every moment. So why does he disagree with Rabbi Nassim? So the Gemara answers, b'china, that expression of tifchananu, which means that the Ebishter inspects, it's just that the Ebishter looks, the Ebishter analyzes, the Ebishter inspects a person's actions, but it doesn't mean that it's a time of judgment. If that's his reason, the expression of pekida that the Ebishter remembers or, or checks into what a person is doing, it's also a unibalmihi. It's just the person, the Ebishter looking into the person's actions, but it doesn't mean judgment. So what is really the source of Rab of, of Yaisi, that is, that a person is judged every single day? The source of Rav Yaisi is from a different Pasuk. Mehocha. Pasuk says, The Ebishter judges his servant. This is a Pasuk that says about Shloim HaMelech. And judges all the Yidin. Every single day. So that's the source of the fact that a person is judged every single day. So here there's a famous question that the Mepharshim asks on the opinion of Rav Yaisi. If a person is judged every single day, so then what's unique about the Shoshana? 
According to Rabbi Yisrael, Rosh Hashanah is not called the Yom Adin. It's not, there's nothing special about the judgment of Rosh Hashanah. So the Mepharshim will say that it, that it is. Even Rabbi Yisrael agrees that there is a special judgment on Rosh Hashanah. There's the famous Pshat that's brought in Chassidus, that in Rosh Hashanah, the judgment is regarding drawing down the new Ashpah in the year from the source. But then every single day, after you bring it down from the source, every single day happens is that Ashpah could get stuck somewhere along the way. There's a lot of different levels that it has to go through until it actually reaches us here below. And every single day a person is being judged here below whether he's a keli to receive that ashpah that's in store for him above. Oh, but Chista, another thing Rav Chista said. We had this in the Gemara here before in Tavches. Melech v'tzibor. If there's a king and the congregation that are being judged. So Melech nichnast chila, the king ledin, the king goes first into judgment. Shanama, because the Pasuk says, over here talking about Shleimah Melech, Lasa is mishpat avdoi, first. The servant, which is Shleim Melech, is judged, and then the Bachas Goyer is Vahodar, and afterwards the Pasik says, and Mishpat Ami Yisrael. Then comes the judgment of the rest of Eden. My time, why is the king judged first? So either the reason is, It's not customary to have a king wait outside while everyone else is being judged. It's not honorable for the king, so the king is judged first. Or another reason is, that the Abishan wants to judge the king favorably. So if the king has to wait before and until everyone else is judged, so then everyone else goes in and is being judged, and the Abishta sees their, their imperfections, and that arouses anger, and then the Abishta is going to judge the king with, uh, with not such a good attitude. So therefore the king gets the being to be judged first, so the Abishta should not have that kharaynaf. Amr Rav Yasef, Rav Yasef said, the others are greatest here, Amaravim, Keman, Matslina, Naidna, according to whose opinion do we daven now, Akitsiri, Vamirei? For those people that are sick, that's what Kitsiri refers to, and Mirei refers to those people that are weak. And Ashi says it refers to Talmide Chachamim that are weak. So according to whose opinion are we davening now every single day for them? So Akhtagamara Keman, according to whose opinion is this? It follows Rabbi Yaisi's opinion because Rabbi Yaisi says that a person is being judged every single day. So because a person is judged every single day, so as Rashi here explains, so that means that the, the Gzeda was not yet given down. So you can daven every single day that the person should, be, uh, should, should not get sick, that a person should be strong. But according to the opinion of uh, our Mishnah that said that a person is judged in Rosh Hashanah, and the Gzardin was already given on a Shoshana time, so then there's no point to daven every single day. Oh, let's see. So the Gemara says right now, So this, this seems to be like Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. So the Gemara says, Or if you want, I can tell you, no. That really, the fact that we daven every single day is even according to the Rabbanon that there was the Gzardin on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Look at Rabbi Yitzchak, like Rabbi Yitzchak said. Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Yofet, Saikil, Adam, that it's, it's beautiful, it's good, beneficial for a person to scream, to daven to Hashem every day, Ben Koydim Gzardin, whether it's before the Gzardin, and Ben Lach Gzardin, whether it's after the Gzardin. Because even after Gzardin, davening could tear the Gzardin. So therefore, according to everybody, you should daven every single day. Taisus brings up over here, the Gemara asks this question about davening for the sick and for the weak. But how about the fact that when the Nusach of Shemayin Asra, we daven every single day, Rufeinu, Baruchaleinu, so I mean that's the Nusach of davening. So, and that everybody agrees to that. So why does the Gemara even entertain the idea that this is only according to Rabbi Yaisi? And the Gemara is talking about Ketzidi Yumerei, and it's not talking about what we say in davening. 
So Taisus makes a chiluk. Taisus says that when we daven and davening, Rafainu and Barakhaleinu and so on, over there we're talking about that if a person is already sick, or a person needs a bracha for Parnassus. So they were asking Hashem that the person that's sick should be healed. And whatever Parnassus a person needs that he doesn't have, they should give it to him. And that's something the Gemara says, is Taisus says, interesting thing, that the Gzar Din of Rosh Hashanah does not include that. The Gzar Din of Rosh Hashanah is whether in this year a person should become sick or not. But at what point the person is going to be healed, that's not an exardin of Rosh Hashanah. So that the Gemara understood that when you daven Rafainu every day, once a person is already sick, that there's a point in davening for that, even if you say that it was exardin of Rosh Hashanah. When the Gemara was asking Ktsiri Umirei, the Gemara was speaking about those people that you daven for them, that they should not become sick, or that they should not experience any weakness. That's what the Gemara was discussing. And then even regarding that, the Gemara concludes that you can daven even after the Gzardim was given down because the tefillah always helps. Why did the Torah say that you bring the carbon Omer from the barley in Pesach? So the reason is because Pesach is the time when the Tvua becomes ripe and you're reaping the Tvua. So Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Ebesha says, Heviu lufanei oime bepesach, bring for me a carbon oimer on Pesach from the barley, kidei shetisbarach lechem tvua shebesadeh. So this will be a source of a bracha for the tvua in your field. Umetnei ma'omret teireh, why does the teireh say, Heviu shtea lechem batzeres, bring the carbon of the shtea lechem that comes from the wheat. The answer is, because Shvuas is the time when the fruits in the tree start becoming ripe. So Rashi over here explains what does this mean. We're talking about wheat. Shteyalechem comes from wheat. So why is that connected to the fruits of the tree? So Rashi has two pshat. And one pshat Rashi says is because before you can, uh, you can uh, take the fruits and bring them to the base of Mikdash, you have to start with the wheat. And like you see that the halacha is that you bring the shtei alecham on Shavuos. Then following Shavuos you can start bringing the Bikurim. The time period to bring Bikurim is between Shavuos and Sukkis. So it starts with the wheat, but right after the wheat comes the Pei Ilon. Then Rashi says, Ani Shamaiti, another pshat, that <coughs> the, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that Rabbi Yehuda says in Sanhedrin there, that Chet Eitz what was the Eitz Adas? It was a chita. It was actually a, a, a wheat. And the wheat is also called a tree. There's a, we, we had this once in the Gemara. The Gemara says that a chita is a min ilon. It's also referred to in some sense as a tree. So therefore the shtei alechem, which comes from, the, from wheat, is also a tree. So therefore it's related to peris ilon. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Heviu lefane shtei alechem batzeres. Bring for me the carbon of shtei alechem in shvuiz, kadeshi yizbaruch alechem peris ilon. So the branches, the fruits of the tree. Umepnei ma'amra tayre. Why did the Torah say Nischu Mayim Bechag that you pour the water on the Mizbeach and Sukkis? Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hashem says Nischu Lofanei Mayim Bechag. Pour the water in Sukkis, Kedeshi Yisbaruch Lachem Gishmushana, so that you should have the bracha of the rain for the year. So the Mefarshim actually say that this is the source for what it said in the Mishnah earlier on, and when we discussed the four Rosh Hashanahs, the Gemara went through a discussion. What's the source for the four Rosh Hashanahs? Here, when it comes to the four time periods when the world is judged. The Gemara doesn't bring a source for it. How do we know that these are the four time periods that were judged for these four things? The answer is based on what the Gemara says right here. We see these things of the Oymer, the Shteyalechem, and the Mayim. So that itself is the source for the fact that this is the judgment for these things in this time period. 
And then the Gemara says, Ve'imru lufanei b'Rosh Hashanah. The Ebrusha says, Say it for me. On Rosh Hashanah, Malchias, Achreinis, V'Shayfris. The Pesukim of Malchias, Achreinis, and Shayfris. Malchias, K'desha Tamlichuna Yalechem. Malchias is so that I should be a king upon you. Zechreinis, K'desha Yala Zechreinichem lufanei l'tayve. Zechreinis is the remembrance, that the Ebrusha should remember us for the good. And how is this accomplished? Through blowing the shayfar. So this statement of the Gemara is brought in so many Maimara Mechsidus that explains what this means. Just Bekitzer, the concept of Malchi is drawing the kingdom of the Ebishter into the world. What does this mean? The Ebishter is the king of the world. Why do we have to draw the Ebishter's kingdom into the world? So Mechsidus, it explains that the Ebishter himself is way above any level of being referred to as a king. A king is someone that relates to the subjects that he's a king upon them. A Melech Am. The Abish is way above that. So therefore, we're drawing down and bringing the Abish's kingdom that it should relate to the existence in the world. When the Gemara says, It's a similar thing. Why does the Abish need to be reminded of anything? There's any forgetfulness above? Elamai, the answer is, just like memory by a person below refers to something that's distant from you. So you forget about it. So too, Seviv Kalalman and the levels of Holocaust that are higher, removed from the world. So there's an Indian of Zikarain, which is to reconnect that the Abish should remember us. And then the source of everything starts with Shefer. Shefer is the cry that comes from the essence of the Neshama and, and connects to the essence of the Ebesher that's the source of everything. Why do we blow with the Shefer from a ram? The Ebesher says, Blow with the Shefer of a ram so that I should remember the Akedah, the Akedah of Yitzhak ben Avram. Umayla ani aleichem. And then the Ebesher says, I will consider it ki'ilu akadatem atzchmachem lufonai. As if you have bound yourself in front of me like Yitzchak himself. Another thing Rabbi Yitzchak said, and the Gemara is going to bring a bunch of different statements from Rabbi Yitzchak. That lama toikim b'roshoshana, why do we blow shoifer on roshoshana? So the Gemara says, what's the question? Lama toikim, why do we blow rachmana amatiku? David just says to blow the shofar, so that's why we blow. Ela lama meirin. Why do we blow a trua on Rosh Hashanah? So again, the Gemara says because Rachman Amas is different trua. It says in the Torah not only to blow a tkiya but also to blow a trua. Ela, the question is lama taken umeirin keshehen yoshvin. Why do we blow shofar before Musaf? When you're still allowed to sit, this is what's called a tkiyas de miyushiv, then you blow before, and, get, and again, taken umirin kishayin aimdin. And then we blow again the shayfer during the shmein asra in the, in the uh, well, the quiet shmein asra, the loud shmein asra, both those are minig. So why do we blow shayfer twice before and after? So the Gemara answers, Kedei la'arve vasatan. This is in order to confuse the satan. How does blowing shayfer twice confuse the satan? So Rashi says it confuses him because he sees that he didn't love the mitzvahs. They're not, they, they're not satisfied with doing it once, they do it again. So the love of the mitzvahs, that clogs him up and he can't speak. Teisvah says that when he hears the shofar being blown again, he starts thinking this might be the shofar gadol. Bila Mavis Lanetzach, when death will be removed from the world and the Yetzirah will be removed from the world. So he thinks this is maybe the shofar gadol. That's what confuses the Yetzirah when he hears it being blown again. There's another interesting question that Taisus in the first Taisus on the Yamad here discusses, and Rishayim discussed this. Why is there no issue of Bal Taisif? You do the mitzvah, you blew the shofar once, and then you come and blow the shofar a second time. You're adding to the mitzvah. So Taisus says, a fundamental point regarding Bal Taisif, there's no Bal Taisif when you repeat the same mitzvah a second time. If a person, for example, takes Lulav once, and then takes the Lulav again, a third time, a fourth time, 
There's no Baltasif to that. Baltasif would be, let's say, if you add another mint to the lulav, you add a fifth species to the lulav, or you add in the, in the tefillin, you add another bias to the tefillin. But repeating the mitzvah again is no Baltasif. That's what Taisif says. The Rashba here says another fundamental point about Baltasif. Anytime you add something to a mitzvah, and you're not adding it saying that this is required as part of the mitzvah that Hashem gave. You're adding it for a certain purpose. Like it says here, you're adding it for the reason So you're saying the mitzvah is done. And then I'm doing it a second time for a certain purpose to accomplish something. That's also not Baltasif. Baltasif is, is if you're adding it to the mitzvah. Any year that you did not blow shofar in the beginning of the year, and Taisus clarifies, of course, this does not mean when it's uh, the beginning of the year is Shabbos and you couldn't blow shofar, but you did not fulfill the mitzvah when you should have. So then it's going to be bad in the end of the year. My timer, what's the reason? Because you didn't confuse the satan by blowing the shofar in the beginning of the year. And a year that begins on a, on a, on a on being poor in the beginning of the year, so then at the end of the year, it turns out to be rich. Now, there's, there's a famous chat regarding this. Besaifa does not have to be at the end of the year, literally. Besaifa could mean right after the beginning. When it's poor, it could be rich right after that. Shanaima the Pasik says, Mereshus Ashana, that they were being judged in the beginning of the year. So it's Mereshus Ksiv. In the Pasik it says Mereshus without the Aleph. It's spelled Mereshus. So therefore, Reshus means also Rosh, which means a poor person. So Mereshus means at the beginning of the year you're poor. And Va'at Achris, Saifa Sheyashla Achris. In the end of the year, it becomes rich. When a person is being judged on Rosh Hashanah, or Bechlal, when a person is being judged, he's judged according to his actions at that time. Even if in the future he's going to do things, he'll be a Rasha, but he's not judged for that. He's judged for the present. Shanamar, as it says in the Pasik, and this we just had in last week's parasha, When the Eibishter heard the cry of Yishmal, and the Eibishter had Rachmanis on him because of who he was at that point. At that point he was a Tzaddik. And Rashi here brings a discussion that the Malachim had with the Eibishter, even though in the future the descendants of Yishmal are going to cause the Yidin to all die when the Yidin were thirsty and they, they gave the Yidin to drink and they thought that they're going to drink water and instead they had these blown up uh, 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 what? Flasks. flasks of yeah and they thought it was water but instead it causes, it caused the Yidin to die. So the, the Malachim said to the Eibishter, why are you keeping Yishmal alive? Look what he's going to do to your children in the future. So the Eibishter says, what's with him right now? Right now he's a Rasha or a Tzaddik? So they said, right now he's a Tzaddik. So Bashar Husham, he's being judged for who he is right now. From Rav Yitzchak, another thing Rav Yitzchak said, Gimel Dvarim Askirin Avinais of Shaladam. There are th- three different kinds of situations that causes a person's Averis to be remembered. That the Eibishter judges a person. Eluhain, and they are, they, they are the following. Kir, kir notui, if a person goes under a wall that's slanted. In other words, when a person goes in a dangerous place and he needs to rely on a miracle not to be harmed, so the Ebishah judges him to see if he's worthy of this. And the Ion Tfilah, Ion Tfilah, Rashi says, refers to a person that puts too much attention in his davening in the sense that he relies on himself. He relies on his davening saying, my davening is for sure going to be effective. He's too much relying on himself as far as his davening is concerned. And a person that blames his friend, a person that judges his friend and, and blames his friend for something bad. 
So then, that blame that you put on your friend goes back on yourself. The Tevisha judges the person himself. or others are over here. A person that is meiser, he says that it's someone else that's to be blamed. So who So then the Tevisha looks back at you to see whether you're whether you should be judged about this. And where do we see this? This is also in last week's and this week's parsha. Sarai blames Avram Avinu for Hagar and that uh, Hagar had a child and then so she gets upset and she blames Avram Avinu for this. So Ksiv, what does it say later in this week's parasha, today's Chomish? That Avram comes and, and uh, cries and eulogizes Sara. Sara ends up passing away many years before Avram Avinu because she blamed Avram so she ends up passing away before. There are four things that tear a bad judgment on a person. And it's as follows. Giving stock When you cry out, changing a name. And changing your actions, your deeds. Giving stock saves from death. Crying out Hashem, the Chsiv, Aitzakol Hashem, Batzar Lahem, you cry out Hashem when you're in, in, any, uh, in any time of uh, agony, and Hashem helps them from this situation. Shini Hashem, changing your name, the Chsiv Sorai Ishtacha, your wife had the name Sorai, Leitikras Shma Sorai Kisara Shma, her name will be Sora, Oksiv, Uverachti Yoisa, I will bless her, Vigana Satimi Menalocha Ben. And she'll have a child as well. This is the source of what people do today when a person is very not well to change the name. This is right here in the Gemara. And this is actually brought by the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch and Yeridea. The Ramah quotes this concept of changing a name. Shinri Maiset, to change your actions. The Chsiv, Ayara, Lekimis, Maseyem. The Ebesh saw their actions. And Uksiv, in other words, the Ebesh saw the Tshuva that they did. This is in, in, in Pasik in, in Binyayna, Binyayna, to Ninveh. When Ninveh, they, they did Tshuva in the city of Ninveh. And the Abishta regretted and he decided to change his idea of the, what he wanted to do to destroy the city. And the there are those that add that when a person changes his place, his location where he, live, he lives, that also causes a gzeda to go off. The Pasik says, Abishta tells him to leave his country. And and only afterwards, then I'll make you a big nation. That's the V'yesh So the Gemara says, V'idach, the first opinion that did not mention this, Ha'hu s'chuset Eretz Yisrael It's not the s'chus of changing his location, but it's the s'chus that he went to Eretz Yisrael. That's what helped him that he should uh, become a big nation. From Rabbi Yitzchak, another thing Rabbi Yitzchak said, Chayiv Odom l'hakdop regel. A person has the obligation to go and receive his teacher on a yomtif. Shanama the Pasik says, Madua Why are you going to him today? This is by uh, Yeah, last today's after regarding Elisha. Why are you going to him today? It's not Shadish and it's not Shabbos. So what do you see from this? That on Shadish Shabbos you should go to and greet your teacher. So some of Arsham say what you see from here is, even though Rabbi Yitzchak says, that's the minimum. But if someone has a teacher that he's connected to and he has the ability, he should go even more often. Chaydish and Shabbos. Or others say that, that, was, that that's maybe an exception. But the, the standard that we learn out for everybody is at least on Yom Tif to go. There's also a famous discussion regarding this, whether this applies Bizman Azet. This is not brought up in Shulchan Aruch. The um, Rambam brings it, but it's not brought in Shulchan Aruch. And the Noi de Biyudah says that this only refers in the time of the Beis Mikdash and not Bizman Azet.
Another thing Rabbi Yitzchak said, Chayiv Adam Letayir Asatz Moi Beregel, a person is obligated to be Metayir himself for the Yom Tif. Shanema, the Pasuk says, Uvinav Lossom Loisigo, that you should not touch on a Vela, that carcass that makes you Tomei. So when is this referring to? So Tanya Nami Yochi, we learned in Abraisa that this refers specifically to Yom Tif. Uvinav Lossom Loisigo, Yochel Ye Yisrael Muzharan Al Magan Avela, I would think that Yidin are always warned that they're not allowed to touch on a Vela to become Tomei. Hamad Laima, so there's a Pasuk that says, Emer Alakayan and Bnei Aaron, that's over there, it says, Bnei Aaron is Haran. Only Bnei Aaron are not allowed to become Tomei. Bnei Yisrael Aim was Haran. A Yidin are not warned to not become Tomei. And they're talking about becoming Tomei to, for another person that passed away. So, so this is a Kavachaymer. Umat Tumachamura, if a more stringent Tumah, from a Tumas Mace, Kayanim was Haran. So only the Kayanim are warned on this. Yisrael Ainan was Haran, and the Yidin are not warned on this. Tumakala, a lighter tumma from an Avela, Lekoshike. Most definitely only Kainim are warned and not Yidin. So Elamatamadlaima when Vlasam likes to go. What does it mean that you should not touch an Avela? Biragal. This refers to a Yantif. So there's two Pshatim in this. The, the Pshat that's brought to Shakasari, the Turiyav, and he says the Pshat is that this is because of the Karbanis you have to bring. You have to bring Karbanis, so you have to be tired to go into the base of Mikdosh. But there's a Sikhe Barichas from the Rebbe about this, and Chelek Lamed Beza, I believe it is, and there the Rebbe says that it's in connection to the Kedusha of the Yomtev, not, not necessarily because of the Karbanis. The Yomtev itself is a time that the Pasuk is saying that a person should not be Tommy. There are three books that the Ebishtah has opened in Rosh Hashanah when he judges the people. One is from the Rishayim Gemurim. Absolute Rishayim. The other is Sadiqim Gemurim. And then there are the Bainanim. So there's a Taisvis here that actually says that. Uh, when it talks here about Sadiqim, Rishayim, and Beninim, so unlike what Alt Rebbe says in Tanya, when you talk about the real concept of a Tzadik, Rasha, and Beninim, here Taisa says that Tzadik is someone that's Rubai Zchuyais, a Rasha is someone that's Rubai Averis, and the Beninim is half and half. This is the, the Rasha and Tzadik regarding the Din, regarding judgment. So you have these three Svarim. Tzadikim Gemurim, the absolute Tzadikim, Nichtovim Venechtomel Altalachayim. They are written and sealed immediately for life. Rishayim Gemurim, the absolute Rishayim, Nechtavim Nechtam Al Talamisa. They are written and sealed immediately for death. And Beninim, the Beninim Atluyim Vaimdim, Rosh Hashanah Vadyayim Akipurim, their judgment hangs in balance from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. Zachu, if they merit, Nechtavim Lachayim, they are written for life. Loi Zachu, if they did not merit, Nechtavim Lamisa, then they, they pass away. Amr Abavim, Sar Abavim says, Micro, what's the source of the Pasuk that you have these three different Svarim here? Because it says, Yimochu misefer chayim, they're erased from the Sefer of life. Vim tzadikim al yikasevu, and with tzadikim they're not being written. So, so the Gemara says, Yimochu misefer, the ones that are erased from that book, Zesifran shal rishayim gemurim. This refers to the rishayim gemurim that are written into the book where they pass away. Chayim, when it says chayim, Zesifran shal tzadikim. That's the Sefer of Tzadikim that they're written into life immediately. Vim Tzadikim al Yikasevu, Zesif from Shorabainanim. And those that are not written with the Tzadikim, so those are in between. Those are the Bainanim that are hanging balance in Tlayim Kippur. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Oma Mehocha. Rav Nachman Yitzchak brings a source from another Pasik. It says, Vim Ayin, Micheni no, Misifrucha, Asher, Kasafta. Moshe Rabbeinu says, If not, erase me from the Sefer that you wrote. So Hidarshan is this Pasik also divided into three. Erase me from your sefers, as if from Shot Sadiqim. The Rishayim, that is. That's the Rishayim that are erased from the Abish Sefer of life. That's the Sefer of Tzadikim of life. 
Asher Kasafta Zeh Sifron Shal Beninim. Asher Kasafta refers to the Sefer of Beninim that hang in balance until Yom Kippur.